Are you listening? What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Binkowski Broadcast. My name is Simon Binkowski, and my guest today is uh, Heather Padbury. Welcome back, Heather. Welcome to the show. Hey. How are you? Happy to be here. Good. Very good. Fresh off of a weekend away, feeling sparkly after leaving my house. Yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> That's it definitely, good. That's it good definitely helps not to be in your house That's when you've been stuck in your house. Yeah, definitely. I've, um, I thought it would be a good idea to continue our little relationship corner as, as we yeah. have been doing so far. Um, I really enjoyed these conversations and, mm. um, yeah, sort of, I, I th- thought popped into my head, uh, after, after sort of the recent an- announcements of like the possible second wave, possible second lockdown mm. and, and the new set of rules. And, 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 uh, it got me thinking, and we briefly talked about it be- before we, uh, went on, uh, yeah. um, how, how lockdowns in general uh, impact or affect relationships, and and so I sort of wanted to ask you: do you, do you think do you think lockdown has made a relationship stronger or weaker? My relationship stronger. No. Okay, yeah. So my mine like speaking from my personal experience, it's been stronger, which is really unusual because one of us one of us was working throughout. Um, one of us was furloughed, then made redundant and has then found another job. That person is me. Um, and so our work lives have been very, very different, very strained. Yeah. Uh, whilst we've been working together. Yeah. You okay? Um, so <laughs> I thought I was someone coming in the door. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> um, our work life has been really, really, really different, which is it's been good actually it's been nice to have a bit of balance um and i think one of the ways that we've kind of tried to kind of combat the scariness of quarantine and what's going on there in the outside world is to just um be be there for each other in different ways and in better ways yeah um making sure that we take the time out with each other when we can even kind of not not really forcing that time but you know when one of you is working constantly then the other one kind of has to go look let's go for a walk right now let's go for a walk and it's on those walks that you kind of do things like oh look at the trees and an appreciation for nature like makes you feel more romantic and it's those little little tiny things I know a lot of couples have um have found during lockdown because you get out of your regular routine right you're not going out to see your mates all the time you're not um getting drunk after work with your colleagues you know you might not be going to have a treatment or get your hair done or all the kind of stuff that you do for you all you do as a couple you're not doing it yeah even things like going to a restaurant sometimes things like that can get so mundane when you're in a relationship and you know you always go out to the same places and you know, you'd both just end up on your phone the whole yeah. time and you're not really paying yeah. attention to each other. That's the worst thing for sure. Yeah. But I reckon there's probably other people and, and obviously with the divorce rates ridiculous, right? After the yeah. first lockdown. I think it was like, I think I read somewhere like 48,000 couples divorcing in Wuhan, which is where it all started, wasn't it? Wow. In China. Okay. Um, and I don't know like what the percentage is for that. I mean, but- 
all the percentages com- all the percentages coming from Wuhan are, are debatable at best I think right? so <laughs> Don't trust anything from that. Fair enough. Fair enough. I but mean, sort like, of re- relating to what you're saying, I I, yeah. um, I found recently that uh, this sort of uh, new term sprung up uh, called turbo relationships during What's during that? this whole lockdown. And and what that is is that um, because you're, for lack of a better word, stuck at home with with your partner. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> being in the same place twenty four seven with them constantly uh, for two months actually feels like a two-year commitment because of that because you are like normally normally Mm. our lives are so busy like you really just see your spouse your partner your boyfriend girlfriend whatever uh you you see them in the morning and say goodbye go to work and you actually spend more time with your work colleagues than you actually do with the person that you love and then when you come back home you have a dinner you have you watch some tally and 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 then go to sleep right so you maybe what see them for four hours of the day or whatever <clears throat> and not right my now- experience and i think but it, i think that is what most people do isn't it and then yeah. there are people that don't live together you know couples that that too couples that don't live together it must be even more different for them absolutely absolutely yeah. but just just that sheer fact of you know we never had that thing of you know, being able to spend so much time with someone, anyone really, yeah. and in this case, your partner. And I, I kind of understand it, like how, how you know, being 24-7 with someone for two yeah. months can feel longer. And, and it can go two ways. It can go, you know, either you really sort of, you, you love them more and, 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 you develop an even stronger connection with that person or you just end yeah. up hating each other's guts. Yeah. That I'm not saying like that doesn't happen because I think you kind of get more annoyed by like the little quirks yeah, for sure. in a way. Cause you're going to be like, oh, I want to just like leave, but I can't because <laughs> I might die if I go outside, you know, not to joke about the fact that obviously people are dying and it yeah, is very sad. Yeah. Um, but like so my partner and me, like we used to work together before, obviously I got made redundant this year. We worked together and we worked together for like seven years. Mm-hmm. So I would see him every day. I'd wake up. We've been together for five and a half years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've worked with him for longer. I met him at work and we initially didn't work in an office together. We were all working from home, which is kind yeah. of ironic. Now we're working from home again. Yeah. Um, so working from home, living in different cities, seeing each other when we could. And then when we both got the opportunity to move in together, we took it. And that was after the first year of dating. Yeah. So we moved in together kind of relatively quickly. And then we were living together, waking up, going to work together. We walked to work. Um, spending the whole day at work together in a small team where we can talk to each other and it's, you know, he's there, we can have lunch together, pretty constant. So I kind of already All right. so what's the secret sauce? this. What's the, what's the secret, secret What's the secret sauce then? How, how are you able to be together 24-7 for five years and not <laughs> bitch and moan constantly about, about each other? And not hate each other. <laughs> I, I think we're just both really relaxed. That helps a lot. Like we're not... We're, we're quite, we're open with each other and we're not like, like if he, if he pisses me off, then you just punch him. I'll find a way to say it. Yeah. I'll find a way to say it in, <laughs> in a kind of clear way without a punch. Um, and he too, he too, you know, he, he will, we know how, we know how each other ticks and we know 
what makes each other happy and we try and make each other happy every day and i think that's really clear that's and fantastic that's, that's yeah that's i don't want to be precious like, in today's world for sure like this so is not easy, easy to, to come by well we it, weren't always like that you know it's it's i guess i see it more i've seen it more this year like for for example let me just tell you yeah. about so i had my 30th birthday in lockdown this year Yeah. You know, we we had planned to do so many different things. I was gonna, I was being taken away to Paris by my best friend. There was another trip to Vegas that we had planned where my partner was going to do a gig. And when we decided that that wouldn't work, we were going to go on a big friend's holiday to Benidorm. I think you were going to come to Vegas with us at yeah, one point. Yeah, yeah, It was yeah, going to yeah. be insane. Yeah. And that couldn't happen, obviously. Um, so Chris, knowing that I love surprises, I love games, I love to like feel like a kid, Um he just put the most fucking amazing day on for me. So I woke up, breakfast in bed, opening my presents like you do, like when everything comes through, it's all cool. Not very much. I'm like, hmm, what's going on? And he just made the whole day about me and he made sure that everything was fun. So he, he basically ran a game show for me where we had to do, like I had to answer questions in relation to our, our places that we traveled to together and yeah. all, all, all these kind of fun things and like a little spinning the wheel thing. I had to collect seconds on a clock so that I could run around the house and supermarket sweep file <laughs> style, like find presents for myself. And, um, and then at the end of the day, he, he ran like a fake club in the living room for me. He had major laser. So we have a major laser wrestling buddy, um, <laughs> which is our favorite, favorite thing in the world. Um, Major Laser was on the decks. So he, had, he had him on the decks um, oh. in the living room. And then he made his like other wrestling toys, like patrons of the club who I could yeah. like have a dance with. He pretended to be a barman. He made up like four cocktails for me that were like unique for my birthday. We both love to drink cocktails together. We love wrestling. We love dancing. We love Major Laser. Yeah. He's obviously a musician. And then in the studio, because we have a studio in the flat, he oh. had... <laughs> he pretended that um, Alicia Keys was doing a private concert for me and he put <laughs> like one of her, her gigs on and it was like the VIP room, but he had Hulk Hogan on the door and like, it was like, was Hulk going to let you in? And it felt really cute. <laughs> and I was just like completely That's stunned. That's and he amazing. bought me, he bought me jewelry for the first time. Um, <laughs> And he's never bought me jewelry before. And I've always kind of been moaning at him. And you know me, I don't really wear it very mm. often. Yeah. Um, but it, it was so sentimental because it was, it was something I would never have picked out for myself, but it was a true representation of how he sees me. Um, nice. And when you know, and I think that's what's come out of this. It's like, I appreciate him so much more because I realize how much he sees me for who I am. And he that's loves me for who that's, I am. That's 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 something that's like I said, like yeah. hard, hard hard to come by. That's amazing. That's absolutely like. How the hell am I gonna do his birthday? His birthday's gonna be shit now. I, I need to do something better than that for him this year. We're not usually competitive, but that's yeah. made me want to be competitive. You might have to. I mean, help. it's gonna it's gonna be hard to top that. I can help, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I'm not an ideas man at all. I am just like. <laughs> you know, surprise me, do something fun <laughs> for me, <laughs> but I'm terrible. I am terrible at coming up with ideas. So that sounds great. Yeah. But then you've been, you've been in that, in that fortunate position that, yes. you, you know, you, you grew even stronger with your partner, with your, uh, with your partner. But we'd had that practice. So we'd had that, 
living together, working together, always being together. We'd had that practice for years. So couples yeah. that haven't had that, couples that are maybe um, newer to their relationships or couples that are not comfortable um, you know, in that kind of a routine like we were, have probably felt completely different yeah. to the way that we felt. And I, I feel bad for them. And I wonder how, I wonder how, how sort of it varies um, with age as well. Because I would oh, yeah. assume, like, um, I've, I've seen tons of articles um, about, uh, like, uni people and, and, and young, like, younger people in their early 20s. Oh, yeah. And that's, that started out sort of this, this whole lockdown started out single. And what's been common was uh, finding, like, a sort of, it, it's called, a, like, a lockdown buddy or something. So, like, just a regular Tinder and then having online dates or something. Um, and then developing almost a relationship but digital because you've obviously couldn't see each other because you couldn't meet yes but then yes. what's often been happening is that um once the all the rules and everything eased and people started to go out uh the one of the people in the in that the digital relationship started ghosting each other so it was like ah. literally you, you know how how it's a similar I've never concept been to like, ghosted have i i don't i don't know have i been ghosted what is it when you uh, ignore someone yeah yeah it's essentially yeah ignoring someone but it's a similar concept to almost like a friend with benefits like and what mm. i mean by that is that with friends with benefits you you have your biological needs you just want to fuck so <laughs> you 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 find someone that you can do that with that is also happy to do that and yeah. and with this sort of lockdown body it's a similar thing like it's hard to be by yourself it's hard to for a lot of people, sort of getting to know yourself and and getting comfortable mm. in your it, just in your own company, that's a hard thing to do. Uh, yeah, and to, to develop that confidence to to do it. Yeah. Therefore, you know, it's it's much easier to swipe right or swipe left on Tinder, and then sort of developing that, and then just essentially not giving a fuck about that person. After. I wonder if that's because it's because you kind of think to yourself, well, I never actually have to meet them because I can always use the excuse of pandemic. You know, I can always use the excuse of, oh, I, you know, I've decided it's too much for me and I can't handle it or blah, blah, blah. Or and that's how, we, how you justify it to yourself. You yeah. wouldn't necessarily need to tell the person that, you know, that's that's an interesting thing because I've kind of I've heard about like, um, you know, couples who have met. Um, via Tinder during lockdown who who then didn't meet up when we were allowed to all see each other again and that's the thing that you're like you're kind of rooting for your mates because you want them to to have that you know happy ending that's what that's what they're after so you're after it for them too but then you might also be invested in you might have people in your life that are not looking for a relationship like if they start lockdown single yeah you know, a lot of people have ended lockdown single um, and oh, yeah, started sure. living together. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I said in the yeah. beginning, this is the perfect time. Like, th- this is the perfect time to see sort of the true colors of that person that you are in a relationship with because yeah. you spend so much time together and you essentially, you're able to see whether you're compatible or not, right? That's it. That's so, it. It's a really interesting yeah. time. Point. It would have been very difficult for for me. Oh, <coughs> not coronavirus. Um, it would have been very difficult for me if I hadn't had such an amazing opportunity this year to be introspective. So being on furlough really allowed me to look at 
myself and what it is that I wanted and what it is that I cared about, you know, and I realized, well, number one, my job's not good for my mental health. I knew that, you know, so when the, um, when I was made redundant, you know, it was a kind of blessing in disguise because it is, is something that I know if having had to gone back to work to do what I was doing would have just been, it would have broken me. And I've been able to kind of come out that a stronger person, more the person that um, that I want to be. And that's attractive, you know? So like you were just saying, you know, being on your own, learning how to be with yourself, learning how to be comfortable on your own. When you get that confidence, that's attractive to the people that you're living with, that you're, relation- you're in a relationship with. But if you're not, and you're in a relationship with someone who is not attracted to that kind of confident you, yeah. then maybe you maybe you're not in the right relationship absolutely you know you absolutely. could be with someone who's like oh I want to keep them under my thumb because I like them the way they are because I'm worried that they're going to leave me because I have no self-esteem absolutely you know yeah. and there's so many people in relationships like that and it is difficult to see it unless you've gone through that journey and I'm not saying like that uh, you know that I haven't been in that position but it's just a, it's a crazy, crazy world. And I think, you know, you gravitate towards what, what feels comfortable for you, I don't you? So a lot of people, that. yeah. So Absolutely. a lot of people probably like jumped together earlier on, like yeah. when lockdown was about to happen. I wonder how many people were like, I'm going to ring up my fuck buddy or I'm going to ring up someone who I think I could have a chance with yeah. at the beginning of lockdown and be like, can I come crash with you? Wink, wink. And then got stuck. I mean, in lockdown with them. I mean, I I would assume that you know, like young people. I mean, we're both young, so I don't know why I say young people, but like, just well, like yes, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just people like students and stuff like that. Are like, come on, like there's there's office oh, of, that's obviously there's obviously been fucking going on even during what? the even during the peak yeah. the peak, uh, peak of the. I mean, I wasn't having, I wasn't doing any, but unfortunately, but. Uh, I'm sure there was well, a lot going on, that, Simon. especially My in the apologies dorms. to you. I mean, it's okay. Yeah, that's, I'm over the, it. that's the thing that I think is going to be a real interesting scenario. Like, Matt, remember, like, when you went to uni yeah. and, like, Freshers' Week, all the people you had sex with. Yeah. Imagine if you got stuck in halls with that person who probably wasn't that good in bed and you probably didn't really want to see again but now you have to stay with them would you would you feel like you have to begin a relationship with them if you're 18 and you don't really know the world because you're going to uni so that you can try and learn the world if you're 18 you're not giving a fuck about the other person oh, all you really want to all you really want to do no. is fuck yeah and that's it you're a man that's why you say that if you're an 18 year old right, woman what is it like as a girl come on it's different if you're a girl so okay um uh, so i'm i'm basically thinking about my own experience again because that's all i ever do okay um but when I was 18, I ended up being in a relationship with someone that I met at uni who was kind of the last person that I met in Freshers' Week. We were together for about three years and that was a relationship that I am glad to have had for some reasons, but I am also, I could have done without it. Yeah. And it probably should have just been like, okay, that was, you know, that was fun, but now I can move on and that's something that um 
you know, I, I can probably say with a little bit of humor now, not being kind of very, very kind to the experience, but if I had been stuck in, if, we, if it had been locked down, I was in the mindset back then where I would have been like, this is, it was kind of my first boyfriend. So I was like really happy to have that. You know, you could be 18 and have never had a boyfriend or a girlfriend before or whatever. So if you never had a relationship and then one appears, you might feel more inclined to go for it not really knowing what you're in store for, because then it could be anything could happen. You know, you could end up being incompatible, you know, which is ultimately what happened with us. And I think that you don't really know when you talk about age, you know, you don't really know what you want until you've had a bit of a taste of everything that's out there. You know, you don't know what you've, you've, Chris always says that to me, says you don't know what you want until you've had it. That's true. But then don't you think also that like being in a dorm, that's, that's the main reason for being in a dorm is to just go out and fuck and that's it. Whether you're a girl well, we or, don't have whether dorms you're a boy or a girl. here in the UK, Simon. Uh, uh, what, is, what, is, what is it in the UK? So you have halls, which is basically like a flat. So like a big flat yeah. where you have a room to yourself. So you have your room. And then depending on where you are. So my uni, where I went, yeah. I went to Reading. Yeah. Um, I lived in a, a hall, uh, which is just like this big building. And the year after they knocked it down because it was full of asbestos. <laughs> it was terrible. But I lived on the, I started on the ground floor. And I ended up um, needing to move to the top floor yeah. because I met a guy, I met this guy and I'd kind of embarrassed myself on the ground floor with some stories that I'm not going to tell you today on this podcast, but I might uh, tell okay. you when I've got a glass of wine in my hand. Um, <laughs> so, so good story. So I, I basically, I thought it's time to leave, time to leave and go upstairs. Um, and I ended up on a floor where there were 30 people. It was like two corridors of rooms, one yeah. toilet at each end and one big kitchen in between. So you've got 30 like teenagers basically and because I moved to the top floor it was like Erasmus students and post-grads so people who were already in their 20s like late 20s and 30s yeah. I was the youngest person there and it really helped me to feel more mature even though I, I clearly wasn't I was clearly just a complete twat and <laughs> I was I was a child but I was the youngest and so I also got looked after for that reason so I think that helped. That definitely helped my, and I, I feel like I kind of needed that a little bit or else I would have just been a complete tear away at uni. Yeah. It was more like after I left uni when I really learned to have fun. I That's think. True. I mean, you, you are right that, you know, it, you can develop feelings if you, if you, if you're young, you're, when you're young, mm. you obviously don't know much about life. And, and, you know, if, if you get a sort of fir first taste of it, you can develop feelings and stuff like that. But I think on a whole, yeah, you know like 18 20 plus early year olds it's just all you really want to do is to just have sex oh. some people who got together in freshers week at my uni are married now i mean kudos They're to married. them but like if it you could look happen at, it can happen of course but it's unlikely that's what i'm saying no you're you are absolutely right and and you know what they should be allowed to just fuck whoever they want right they should be allowed to that's part of getting to be know horny yourself. And a teenager yeah. yeah absolutely you have to go through that stage you have to you know and that could be your life forever like if that's what you want it to be you should have the choice and right now that's yeah. the problem is that the choice has been taken away from them and that's what i'm i'm kind of getting at i'm like oh i've got if they if they get stuck then what will happen to them and it, it you know it's a shame i've got 
I've got brothers and a sister and two of my brothers have been through uni, but one's 16 and I want him to go off and, and like just enjoy himself and leave the family house and just go see what's out there in the world because he lives in the countryside. There's not much going on over there, you know, and I grew up partially city, partially countryside. That's why I gravitated towards the city when I went to uni and that's why I live in London now, yeah. you know, but not everybody is looking for that. People generally go to uni far from home because they want that experience of not being... you got to experience independence and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, especially if you're coming from, from, you know, so so some faraway city and and there's not much going on in your city and and all that's happening is, I don't know, your neighbor dies or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. You know, oh you, when, when you when you go to uni, you're really far away, away from you. You want to taste that independence, and and yeah, you can. You have two choices: yeah. you can either be Charlie Sheen, or you can be white picket fans, dog, two kids, and a wife. Yeah, I think that it's crazy because I kind of thought that I wanted to be Charlie Sheen for a while, and I now know I'm like, no, you know what? I I want like closer to the white picket fence now. Now, but I, it could be because I'm thirty. Well, that, you know, that comes with God. I've, I've, I think that comes with with confidence and knowing yourself. Because I, I think yeah, both of these. I mean, especially Charlie Sheen in the beginning. That's like the mm-hmm. stage that you go through, uh, or supposed to even go through before, so you don't have fucking midlife crisis when you're fifty plus. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. then, and then you get to the white picket fence. Yeah, but that's what we might have in store, right? We might have all these kids who either get forced into relationships or or they feel like they should just be in a relationship because they want to feel comfortable, they want to feel comforted and secure, so they just yeah. get in a relationship with whoever they find. Yeah. And then all those kids who go around and fuck everyone and, you know, more power to them, but then, you know, what happens to them afterwards because they've only done it in that setting where it's like all the people are around you all the time and then you have to see them again afterwards which is which is just what nobody wants so i really hope that there isn't a second lockdown and i really hope the students don't have to stay you know over christmas they don't deserve it yeah you know they're the, they're the future man that, so that, like we need to hasn't look after been them. anyone that uh in a way sort of came out of it untouched and what i mean by that if you if you lived with your partner you mm. had to then learn whether that partner is actually good for you or not and and sort of mm-hmm. see see if you if you like spending time with that person if you started out single you are fucked because uh, oh yeah, you, know, yeah. You, you have no one like you're on your in, own in, yeah you're on your own you, you, but you, got, you know you're you're hopefully single and loving it right you're hopefully single and happy being alone yeah you know i mean i'm sure maybe. that happens to some people of course <laughs> Then but you like you're to- describing like sad single people <laughs> sat at home completely alone crying <laughs> like that's not that there's not just that just watching type of single person. Uh, watching bridget johns and eating pints of ice cream that's, that's oh that sounds, that, that sounds so good right now i could go for a pint <laughs> of ice cream not joking and there you go but then then you also mm-hmm. have then you also have couples you know that don't live together uh yeah and and you know you couldn't see each other for months uh, that's really hard as well, and then then it's about yeah. sort of finding a way to. to well, how would you deal with that? Like, yeah, that what happened, would you that, do? I mean, that yeah. happened to me. Uh, yeah, and I haven't seen my partner for you for months, and and you know, then it's finding ways to to keep that relationship sort of you know still fresh and everything. But yeah. I guess like I don't know, uh, I'm I'm not one to give advice, but 
Give me just, some advice. It's just talking, just communicating. Yeah, that's, that's it. what it's then, all about, then, isn't it? You know, digital, like digital dates, this stuff you can do over the phone or over the, you know, computer, webcam or whatever. Have lots of phone sex. Absolutely, yeah. You could probably do it with emojis now, nowadays, can't nah, you? Nah, like, it's there's... better to do it on a webcam. Do like a little, you know, OnlyFans type of show. show. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like a strip tease or something. There you, go. there you go. Okay. There you go. I really, you know, mate, part of me kind of wishes I'd had the opportunity to do all that kind of stuff because we've lived together for such a long time now. <laughs> it would kind of, it'd be interesting to see whether or not Chris would I respond. I mean, you can always go to the bedroom. Chris can go to the studio and you can do it then. <laughs> If he goes in the studio, he doesn't care what I'm doing in the bedroom. <laughs> He's like working on Groundhog Day version two. He doesn't know I exist. <laughs> but then, you Aww. know, if if you really if you really want to make it work, yeah, there is a, there is always a way. You just have to be get get creative, yeah. and that's it. And, and you have and to both want it. That's absolutely. that's the other thing. You have to both want it. And I think that's what we're saying, isn't it? Like if you have had a relationship during lockdown you may have seen the cracks in that relationship and it's about whether or not you're both willing to do what it takes to repair those cracks if needed or or start afresh you know whatever it is that that you need to do um and again I also I also think it's like what environment you're in like we are lucky that the flat that we have has got multiple rooms so we are yeah. You know, he has a studio. Not everyone is as lucky to have that space where they can be creative. Yeah. And being creative is something that's hugely important to Chris and to me. You know, I've been able to paint. I've been able to, um, you know, really learn yoga as well, which is something I always kind of wanted to do. But yeah. I've been doing uh, pranayama now for like the last six months. And that's something that I've been really enjoying. Um, I've been meditating. I've I've got... Um, I've got a terrible plant that I've been trying to keep alive, but <laughs> I've, been do- I've been doing kind of like, I'm obviously baking has been and cooking is the thing I do constantly all the time, but like I've been doing those things and I don't have to do it in his space. I don't have to do that in his face. That's important. Um, yeah. Other couples don't have that. They aren't as lucky yeah, to have absolutely. that space. Absolutely. And, and yeah, you know, I, I, I feel for them because it, it can definitely yeah. get hard, especially if you sort of realize that this part, this person is not the person for me, then, then it fucking really sucks. Yeah, that must really suck. I mean, I wish I had gone through that experience so I could talk about how shit it is from, from a real perspective, but you know, I imagine it's, it's just a simple case of you realize you both want different things, you yeah. know, and if you both want different things, then one of you and one of you's not saying anything but yeah. one of you clearly realizes hey we're supposed to be going on a journey together and actually now you're you know and it could be it could be lots of different things like my um depression and anxiety was really triggered by covid in the beginning in the beginning and it's been it's been tough it's been really tough to keep myself lifted up like here and there um yeah. and I'm I'm lucky enough to have a partner who understands what I've been going through and is supportive. Not everybody has that. Not everybody is aware of their own condition. Not everybody is aware of how to manage their own condition. Not everybody is willing to to do what it takes for them. Yeah. You know? And I think if I were in a position like that, you know, where where I kind of hadn't spoken to if Chris didn't know what's going on yeah, in my yeah, head, yeah. I would it, I would be in a really, really dark space you know and yeah. i feel for everybody who's out there who's who's gone through that Absolutely. you know 
absolutely i mean and it's, yeah. it's so precious that you def- that you have a partner like that that's that's absolutely he is precious i'm gonna tell him he said that he's gonna love that there you go he's gonna go. love it lots yeah and on that note let's let's uh wrap up wrap this up yeah uh, and yeah i would thank you for coming on to the show uh i'm sure, sure. this is we, we're gonna do many of those uh this is gonna be our little relationship corner uh, <laughs> as always yeah. I, I really enjoy you know these types of conversations for sure me too mate me too anytime thank you thank you for coming bye. and take care guys bye